Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Meow. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Cats. Molly and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score, so... Just to fill you in and catch you up, uh, the first five games of the Big Ten tournament all upsets, and then it uh, it finally settled down last night with uh, Minnesota going out at the hands of Maryland. But I I think it's kind of interesting, David, because you've been uh, you've been supporting Rutgers kind of <laughs> crazily. I don't know how you've become such a new jersey guy but jersey boy david has uh you know again here here is the song this song is hail to the victors valiant hail to the conquering heroes hail hail to michigan the leaders of the west so Mm. the west coast is apparently just outside detroit it used to be, but now we're going to get the West Coast teams eventually in the Big Ten. Yeah, bye bye. That Wolverines. song will have to be changed. Not this it's year. It's a great fight song. Not this year. And they are, uh, they are, they were on the bubble before they lost. I would imagine they're out. Michigan, five straight trips to the to the Sweet Sixteen, pretty extraordinary, but not not probably. I think there. the streak ends now. But in- I think the people who are most upset about it mm-hmm. are the Purdue fans because if I'm Purdue. And I know that Rutgers has given me problems each of the last two years. I don't want any part of them. I want, I want, it. Purdue is supposed to be the best team in the Big Ten. When they lose to Davis' beloved Rutgers, <laughs> that let me, goes let me to flip hell, it around for and you. that changes whether that, they're seeing Why are you exaggerating my, uh, my Rutgers uh, affection, you which I don't really have up. any affection you for Rutgers? You talked them up for a couple of I thought they were going to win that game. Now. They did. They played their way into the tournament, I think. That's what's interesting about what happened on Thursday at the United Center. Mm-hmm. I think you had two teams in Rutgers and Penn State that may have removed some doubt about their tournament qualifications. So they are in a position today to further enhance their, their resume for Selection Sunday and put themselves in a position that Michigan, Franklin, and Wisconsin were unable to do. Mm-hmm. So the first five games were upsets. Uh, by by virtue of the seeding, and you look at what Michigan and Wisconsin were unable to do, they're probably out, and Penn State and Rutgers are in. Now, to your Purdue point, it's a good one, but I have to flip it around on you. Uh-oh. If, I, if I'm Purdue, I'm already coming into this tournament, and Matt Painter sounds like he's trying to look for an edge and feeling disrespected because – He's not they, coach of the year. He's not coach of the year – that's Chris Collins. They didn't have players besides Zach Eady who were on the All-Big Ten teams. 
And he's like, well, all we did was win the championship, and people don't believe in us. That's fine. We're here, and this gives them a little bit of an edge. And also, because Rutgers has given them fits because of the backcourt dilemma that Purdue might have a weakness, that's where their, their Achilles heel might be, gives them a good test going into the tournament. Gives them a good test if they want to be that number two seed. Go Cats, because you mentioned fits. But I do think that um, Rutgers had lost six of eight down the stretch. I think Rutgers was out of the tournament, and I don't know where they were at now. I, I would imagine that they're in, but I think if they beat Purdue, they're in, right? No doubt about so, it. Well, they're they're probably in now. I think when you look at uh, it might in. be Joe Lenardi, uh, one of the bracketologists, has Rutgers as one of the last four in, along with Penn State. And so that's what I mean in terms of coming to Chicago, ready to do something that salvages your season. And so Rutgers and Penn State can feel very good about what happened yesterday. I don't know if it'll affect either one today. Now, Penn State probably has a better chance of beating Northwestern than I think Rutgers does of Purdue. Purdue, to me, is a team that now does feel like they have a little bit of purpose here. They'll get to Sunday. I don't know who they'll play. If it's Indiana again, that's a tough matchup, as we have seen. Rutgers is 19-13. and 13. They beat Purdue at Mackey Arena in January. As I said, they've, they lost six of eight going into the tournament, but they seem to have gathered themselves a bit here. And they do a really good job against the guards and try to prevent Zach Eady from getting a lot of his you know, free buckets as a result. They can't really match up with him. No one can. Who can't? He's seven foot five. Maybe that kid from seven four. Wembenyama. Maybe he could. Maybe he could guard him. him. No, I, that would not be. That would be a fun matchup. And maybe we'll, we'll see that in the NBA. He'd be knocking out three. I don't know that you. Him. I don't know where Zach Eady ends up. Did, in, is he in going the to the NBA? Zach Eady. Yeah, I think he probably would be projected as right now maybe second rounder. Okay. I, I don't know that. Right. He's he's certainly not a modern NBA type of player. No. But, but at the same time, he's an extraordinary tall, He's the one guy in the court tall man. this weekend you're going to be unable to look away from. Mm-hmm. He's, he's on my screen, and I'm like, what, following him, and what's he doing? He's got a remarkable stat, too. He's got more blocks than fouls. He's, he's an, it, I don't know that he's NBA, though. I mean, he could no. be like Taco. He could fail like Taco. <laughs> be kind. I'm sorry. Be kind. It's going to be fun, though, because I think Northwestern has an opportunity to kind of validate their season. They don't have to win a game here to do that. I, I don't want to fall in that trap. They don't have to win the Big Ten tournament, anything like that. Uh, it certainly would help, though. It certainly would help give you confidence going into. Well, it's about seeding in the tournament, right? I mean, even if you're in the tournament, don't I mean, if you're Purdue. And you're the number one team in the Big Ten, and you go out in your first game. And I think what's great about the tournament now is the big dogs are hunting. The big dogs are coming off the uh, off the uh, off the uh, the the, the uh, porch, and they're getting involved in this thing. So you, as a dog guy, should appreciate I'm a big, the dog, big dog guy. Dog. Yeah, yeah, big dog guy. I don't know where the dogs are coming from. I think this is the tournament, though, which is like this tournament. We're we're going to argue on Monday morning about who seeded what, and we're going to hear it Sunday night in the selection shows and somebody's whining about their seeding. I think this is like a nice succulent grape, seedless. This is going to be a seedless tournament. It's going to be even. There's parity across the board. Tell me who's 
Tell me the difference between a 12 seed and a 5 seed in this tournament. I don't know that you're going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be buying what you're selling because you know what? This is as wide open of a tournament as there has been in recent memory. You're going to hear that a lot this weekend. So to me, the more you say that, the less the seeding matters. I think not only do you get a seedless grape, but there'll be people turning it into wine. There'll be a lot of whining. <laughs> oh, 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 boy, you just blew my mind. Yeah, I love it when you use a word and it's kind of the double meaning of Thank the you, word. Man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of whining. We can guarantee you that on Sunday night. No question. You're going to hear a lot of whining from studios, from coaches, from Zoom interviews, mm-hmm. all of this whining about seating when really – I don't know that it matters this year. I don't know that it ever – it has in the past, perhaps. You can make the argument. Somebody's going to text in a, an example where it really did. But let's look at Illinois. What seed are they going to be on Sunday night, and what one do they deserve? They're likely going to be an eight or a nine. Yes. So they're going to be in a position to win a first-round game. It's going to be a pick game likely. And then they're going to get the – Privilege of playing probably the number one seed in that bracket, in that region. So uh, can they conceivably get to the Sweet 16? Unlikely, but I don't know the difference between an eight and a three in this tournament. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I think the problem is that there are, you know, like if you're Purdue and you're fifth in the country, are you, are you not a number one seed? I don't. I think they're. They need, you know, Houston, UCLA, Kansas. They need Alabama to fall, right? They need something to go awry for one of these teams in order to jump them, even though they were one of the better teams in the country all year long. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that Alabama falls. I'm hoping that they are. Marquette of- is rated sixth in the country, and they nearly fell yesterday, but they survived. I think it's fascinating to watch all of these tournaments and see. Who's coming uh, out? And all you got to do is win. I need you Survive to talk me out of this. I, yes. I am really falling for Marquette. Yes. This is one of those teams that I watched. Uh, They're fun to watch. Yesterday. They're fun to watch. I like Shaka Smart. Uh, I, I like their athletic director, Bill Scholl. He's an old friend from, from South Bend. And I like Marquette. And I know that I am going to probably give them the benefit of the doubt when I'm filling out my bracket. And I don't know if that's appropriate because I don't know how good they really are. I think they're pretty good. I do. I think final four good. good? Um, I mean, as likely as anyone. Mm. I, I think they're. You know, what are they ranked? They're St. John's took them into overtime. I mean, David, uh, they're, they're, those are tournament rivalry stuff. There's all. You know, who knows why things have. You know, every team in St. John's knew they had to. They had to win the game, right? So I think you're going to have to take some punches. And once you get in the NCAA tournament, that is going to help you. Okay. It's going to help you that you were taken so overtime by a Marquette. You're okay with me kind of getting a little bit carried I don't mind away, that at all. a little infatuation. Nope. There are teams every every March that you kind of give the benefit of the doubt because of some sort of connection to to them or something you like when you see that. I think Marquette could be that team for me this year. There's a couple others out there. I'm going to pick against Alabama if I can at the earliest possible convenience. As soon as I see a team that could possibly You're looking to eliminate, yes, them. I'm looking to eliminate Alabama from my consciousness, from the tournament, from college basketball. Period. Mm. I want them to go away Brandon sooner Miller, the better. A very good player. Don't care. Okay. Don't care. I'm. I don't have to have a reason. I just don't care. He is a very gifted player. Yeah. He's also trouble. 
he uh, he can deliver. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, wow. I, I, what? What? <laughs> I didn't say anything. Um, you know, Zach likes Connecticut out of uh, – out of the Big East, I think that's an interesting team to follow. I'm I'm going to yeah. be uh, watching them a little bit. No, they they've yeah. they've moved up a little bit. I think they were they went from 14 to 11. Let me tell you my my Big Ten. Yeah. Again, this you're going to think this is provincial. It's not, but I've, I've seen them a couple times look really good. They can have the propensity to be really bad as well, which is what's what's hard to read. The Indiana Hoosiers, the Indiana Hoosiers, and that's just because uh, they come from the state that I am a native of. But I think IU, talent-wise, Mike Woodson has them playing at a, at a level that is dangerous. They, they're good enough to beat a Purdue. And I wonder how far they could go. So when I'm filling out my bracket and I do a lot on instinct, stop laughing at me. Stop laughing at me. I'm not laughing at you. I think that I have IU going a long way. I think that they're going, they're going further than people might expect. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying that can't happen. They're they're what nineteen and ten, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, they're not a terrible team. They're not the best team. They're uh, an interesting team. I I like, you know, the history of the program. If Bobby Knight was coaching them, I probably think they're going to do pretty. I well. would probably. I would not once likely every, be once picking every them to go four far. or five years. Yeah, they'd be right. going a long way. Yeah, it's been a um, while. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Uh, that's all. I'm not sure about that one. I think I think that is an example of of a little provincialism. Provincialism. I never have been guilty you. of that before. No. So all right, the other team that I like. I think all, you need to choose between them or Purdue. <laughs> well, I, I would. That'd be easy for me. I think that. Oh, I don't want to say that. Oh boy, <sighs> that's a tough one. Okay, that is a tough one because I like Zach Eady a lot, and I think Matt Painter is somebody who Zach who Eady, you deserves should, respect. You should not be able to stop him in any way. The question is, can they get him the ball? Can the guards do enough to keep him as the central figure? It, He's unguarded. It's a guard tournament, though. Yeah. It's always a guard tournament. It is a guard tournament. So I, I think that when you look at it that way, I'm less likely to overseed or, or have Purdue going as far as I might have IU in the Big Ten. I think IU could be the team that I see going the furthest of the Big Ten teams, perhaps. Yeah. And I like your Virginia uh, Cavaliers. That's the other team that I, I tend to Thank you. always in the in the bracket have good, them going maybe one level further than the, than they like are likely to go. Just because I have a lot of respect for the program, and I always like to see them go deeper in the tournament. Because no matter who their coach is, they seem to play basketball the right way. You like the way they play. Well, you know what's extraordinary is one year they lose in the first round. They're the first number one seed to lose to a 16 seed the next year they win the title so that's pretty cool what, just watching that game last night and I told you I was kind of hoping Carolina could get in I just found myself just admiring the defensive effort from Virginia they always play smart and gritty top notch yep. defense and that's going to keep you in games mm-hmm. and that is what won that game and uh you, you know too many teams make kind of dumb mistakes do kind of they don't do that they just play like a really good brand of basketball they're fun to watch they 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 just defend even when their shots not dropping you can count on their defense that's a team that usually would go far in the tournament and i will have them going far i I know that i will but the thing to remember is when you play that style you leave the other team in the game 
Yep. You don't really that you know by playing the way they play, they you are keep it close. They're ripe for an upset yeah. if another team has a hot shooting night. You've so got to be can't. able to have a hot shooting night though, and yeah. to be able to be mentally tough enough to hang with. Virginia, as long as they keep the game as close as it will be. Okay, let's go west real quick mm -hmm. because I do think I tend to – I want you to make sure I don't – Yeah, ignore UCLA. Ignore UCLA and overstate Gonzaga. Ignore because, Arizona. Uh, well, Arizona, boy, you don't want to do that. No. You don't want to do that. Gonzaga won their tournament again. Yeah, I big mean, deal. I mean, they have taught us know, to kind of question of the, everything they? they do in the regular are season. Are they a top 10 team? I think they – yeah, I, but like you never know with Gonzaga. You just don't know. It, the few that chosen, impossible. I think you have to avoid Gonzaga uh, if you are looking just on past history. They will disappoint you. And Timmy has been there for all of those seasons, right? Like twelve or fourteen. <laughs> I years think he at has been. Yeah. It seems like he learned to drive there, and now yeah. he's you know. Was he a ball boy on, or how? He, did, has, he has tenure. He's a fully bearded ball boy who turned. He's been there so long. It's it's hard not to picture him playing. Why do you think people don't like Mick Cronin at UCLA? Why do you think that? Because they, you know, I mean, well, Bernstein doesn't like him. He told us that yesterday, yeah, I know. right? But yeah. I mean, I, I, I wasn't necessarily thinking of him, but I guess he did say that. Uh, he he has a an edge to him. But he's also got a very good basketball guy's a, team. Guy's a good coach. He gets things done in the tournament yep. as well. Yep. So I, th he's one of those guys that with this team, they look like they have you know Final Four written all over their their tournament. I, I can see them being a team that when I'm filling out my bracket and you're doing it instinctively. Yep, UCLA. Boom. Final I Four. I feel like if you don't include them, he is just going to materialize by your shoulder and yell at you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You know, there's no danger of forgetting about them because he's going to complain pretty boisterously if you do forget about them. Uh, all right, we've got uh, Mike DeCourcy. He's going to join us next. We'll talk about this stuff and the the seating and all the rest of it. And uh, and and is did Purdue get a bad matchup there? We'll ask Mike that. It's Mully and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Mike DeCorsic talking college hoops with Mullion Haw, Sporting News College Hoops columnist, Big Ten Network studio analyst. He's a Liverpool supporter, but we let him on anyways. Mike DeCorsic with Mullion Haw on 670 The Score. Mullion Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Always fun to talk to Mike DeCorsic from the Sporting News Big Ten Network and a friend of the program for a long time. He joins us as all our guests do. On the Score Hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. You know, Mike, we uh, we joke about the Liverpool thing, but as a United supporter, that was heartbreaking, the 7-0 loss at Anfield. So please don't bring it up. Good morning, Mike. Uh, how are you, Molly? Oh, I'm recovering. At least they won in Europe yesterday. Um you know, love watching the Big Ten tournament because there have been a lot of upsets. But as we were talking about earlier, now the kind of the big dogs enter the fray. And now we're going to get a much better sense of of what the positioning will be for these teams in the tournament, dependent upon whether or not they can hold up their seed here in the tournament. Well, I think that uh, really what you have in this particular Big Ten is great depth. It, uh, you, you, you were going to have a game almost every night, uh, no matter where you went, no matter who came to you. I, I was talking, I wrote a column a couple of weeks ago because people in Pittsburgh, my hometown, were upset that Pitt was leading the Big East and was being projected by people like me as a nine seed or an eight seed or something like that. Excuse me, leading the ACC, I should have said, not the Big East. Uh, and they were complaining about that. And one of the really fascinating things about about their schedule was that they played 11 quad four games, which are the weakest games that you can play. Uh, it's structured so that uh, you play depending on where you play them, it, it changes on the rank. But it's the it's the it's the weakest games you can play. And Pitt played 11 of them. And one might think that they had scheduled really soft or whatever, but five of those games were in the ACC and in the big 10, the only quad four games you can get is if Minnesota came to your gym, that was the only one. Everything else was higher ranked than that. And a a big number of those were in the the highest quads, quad one and quad two. Mike, let's talk about big 10 coach of the year. How do you compare what Matt Painter did with Purdue in having a top five season with the talent that he lost, and Chris Collins, who won the award with uh, a team that had been, you know, similar talent collection last season, but this season won 12 Big Ten games and set a school record. Which way would you lean, and is it a good debate? I think it's a fair debate, absolutely, uh, because one team won the league and they won it by three games. I never believed that Purdue wasn't going to be good this year, and, and look, I got a lot wrong. Uh, in my preseason rankings, but 
I had Purdue ranked 16th in the nation. I thought they were going to be a good team. Maybe not this good, but I thought they were going to be very good because whatever they lost, remember they had two teams last year. They basically had to platoon because they had so much ability. And so whatever they lost, they still retained a full team. And then they brought in the two terrific freshmen, and they've done a great job. Matt's, Matt's as good a coach as there is. So anytime he has a great year and you want to vote him coach of the year, you're not wrong. But I, I voted for Chris Collins, and, and I, I went on Big Ten and Beyond in early February, and Rafael Davis, my partner, and I had a debate about it, and he, he argued for Matt, and, and he's not wrong, as I said. But I argued for Chris because let's, let's be honest about this. I mean, we thought that Northwestern, uh, a lot of people thought, I should say, that Northwestern was, was going to be looking for a new coach at this time of year. And instead, they're looking for, well, where are we going to be going for the NCAA tournament and how high are we going to be seated? And it's going to be reasonably high. So I, I think that that is amazing. Plus, they lost two players who were basically starters a year ago uh, it, to, to high-level schools in Duke and Carolina. And I, I think that the coaching job he did with Boo Booey alone, maintaining patience with him, sticking with him, until he finally gets paid off with a first-team all-league year from Boo. I think all of that combined said to me that as great a coach as Matt is, and I think, as I said, one of the very best in the country, one of the top ten coaches in the country beyond doubt, uh, I, I think that, uh, that, that Chris deserved the award based on what he had to go through. Yeah, you know, I think he went through – we were talking about it before the season. People weren't sure if he was going to last. They were picked to finish, I think, 13th. And, and what an extraordinary year they've had. Um, I think he's done a great job. And I think that what's interesting to me is we're looking around the landscape of college basketball. And, I, you know, I know that Jim Beheim is a different one than the rest of them, but that had to hurt firing Patrick Ewing just because of what he meant to the school and his legacy there. I, I think we're seeing what happens when when programs are running afoul of uh, – of winning, I, I, you've you know there, it's hard to be able to handle guys leaving the program and to be able to recruit and to use NIL and to bring players in and to make them fit because you don't have a lot of time when you're bringing in three new starters. You know, I think Patrick's problems at Georgetown really uh, were about retaining talent more so than attracting it. Right. Uh, James Akinjo went on to be a an All-America candidate, if not an All-America level player at, at uh, Baylor. Uh, you look at, um, at Mac McClung, who just won the slam dunk contest, left and, and finished his career at Texas Tech. Now, those two guys should have been uh, an all-league backcourt by the time they were seniors, and they decided that their careers were better spent elsewhere. So that was really the problem that Patrick had. And I'm sure it was painful to have to do that, but at least he made it a, a relatively easy decision. I mean, it wasn't a borderline. Are we are we going forward? Are we not? Are we stagnant? Are we not? I mean, they were they 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 won almost no league games for two solid years, so right. it wasn't a difficult decision. Mike, I look at Indiana as a team that's really dangerous, uh, playing well, and obviously with the talent. And Mike Woodson has pushed the right buttons, and, and I, I wonder. Uh, what you think about their turn tournament viability, where they might be seated, and how far they might go? Because you look at the Big Ten, there's so much parity, but of all the teams that are kind of in this big pile uh, with the similar records, to me, they look like talent-wise, 
and maybe even coaching, they may be ready to take off. Dave, even uh, no matter no matter what team you are, if you want to go deep in the tournament, it helps to have NBA type players. And one of the beautiful things about this season is not only how wonderfully Trace Jackson Davis finished the year, but also that it's starting to convince NBA guys who doubted him for three years that he's going to be a first round pick. Uh, and and there 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 has been so much negativity negativity over the last. 15, 20 years about players who play long college careers. And this is another uh, proof that it, it, you should go when you're ready and not because the clock says, oh, you're a sophomore, and if you don't go now, you're never going to get in the league. And it, it's helped Trace immensely to have played this fourth season. He would not have been a first-round pick a year ago. He got much better. Even though he still lacks that ability to shoot uh, from the perimeter, He's so much better as a defensive player, as a passer, as a teammate. I mean, he's always been a good teammate, but now he's a leader too. Uh, I think all of those things contribute to to why one would be uh, believing in Indiana. And you also have Jalen Huchifino at the point guard. They know what they are now. They're not going to get Xavier Johnson back. So they know that Jalen's their guy. They know that Trey Galloway now starts as the shooting guard. And they have a good feel for that. The one thing that they don't have right now still, I don't think Mike has a good feel for what he can get from his bench. People talk all the time about scoring, bench scoring and all that, and I've always thought that was kind of a hokey stat. Uh, if I want to win the bench scoring championship, if that's, if that's such a thing, I put Michael Jordan on the bench. I win it every year. Who cares? But I, but I, but I want to be able to put players on the floor for minutes, at, for long, long stretches, and, and know that they're going to contribute to winning whether it's making baskets or defending their man or passing the basketball or screening even, it's about that more so than, than what kind of point production you get. And they're not getting, they're not getting consistent performances from their bench players. I, I, I got to tell you, I was laughing because I don't know if you saw the story of Giannis Antetokounmpo saying he wished he had played college basketball and he wanted to play for Duke, but the only offer he had was Old Dominion. <laughs> and I love that kind of stuff because you know you see guys in the NBA at, at you know sometimes you remember their college career but oftentimes you don't because it happens so quickly or guys come in and you know whatever the 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 thing may be how when you watch this stuff we've talked about this before you're always looking for an NBA guy right that's one of the when when people get to their to their uh uh, their pool on on Sunday night on Monday morning, they got to look for guard play and they got to look for NBA future possibilities. Is there like a formula you like as you're making your picks, Mike? Yeah, there are certain categories that I think you have to have, and, and I go I base this on history. And maybe somebody breaks the mold. There's always the possibility that, that next year somebody's going to break the mold, but it doesn't seem to ever happen. And it starts with you better have a first-round pick on your team, and, the, and maybe a couple would be helpful because we, it hasn't been since 87 that we've had a team win one without a first-round pick. Uh, that year, Indiana. And it helped that they had an all-time great college player in Steve Alford and maybe the best coach, in, at least tactically, uh, in Bob Knight. Uh, you, you need a point guard who is in control of your team. Now, he, it, it hasn't hurt for him to be an All-America level player or a pro, but even a guy like DeWan Harris a year ago at Kansas, mm-hmm. he kind of fits the Jimmy Black version that I always like. I call it the Jimmy Black exception. You don't need a pro. 
if you've got a guy like Jimmy Black, who when you had Michael Jordan, James Worthy, and Sam Perkins, you didn't really need another pro. You needed a guy who would guard his guy, get the ball where it needed to be. And in 82, that's what he was. And a year ago, that's what DeWan Harris was. So you have to have that guy. And then you have to have guys who can hit the lane from the wings. And it could be your point guard, but you, more often it's going to be a wing player because there, there are going to be times when you're so well scouted that you just can't move. And you have to turn it over to one guy who says, yeah, scout this, and then goes past all the, all the defenders and scores. And then you, you have to have some size. And that's why people keep talking about Kansas as a potential champion. Guys, I was in college the last time we had a six-seven center win a national championship, <laughs> and it didn't hurt that his that his uh, one of his teammates was named Magic. So I, I I love this Kansas team, and I love KJ Adams, their center, but he's six foot seven, and that doesn't usually add up to a championship. Mike, how hard is Illinois to watch? And because of that inconsistency, <laughs> uh, how limited do you think the tournament chances are? It, they are frustrating. There's no doubt. I, I, I totally understand the, 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 where that question comes from because they are frustrating because you know there's talent there, but they've played 30-some games wearing the same uniform. I was going to say together, but that's a stretch. I think wearing the same uniform is more accurate. Uh, they don't seem to be together at all. And it seemed that mid midseason when Sky Moore left that maybe that uh, took a piece out of the chemistry problem, but it really hasn't corrected itself. But at the same time, I mean, Matthew Meyer can go out there and score 30, and Terrence Shannon can go out there and score 30. And they can, and Dane Danger seems to have lost his confidence a little bit, but if he got it back in a week, he could go out there and get you 20 and 10. So they're still dangerous, but they are a team that uh, if, you, if, they, if they come up against an opponent that understands how to drive teams apart, defensively, then I think that, that that Illinois stay in the NCAA tournament could be reasonably short. Mike, you're the best. Thank you, buddy. Great stuff. We'll talk to you uh, throughout the tournament. So thanks, thanks, Mike. Thanks, fellas. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, we are too. That is Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News and the Big Ten Network. Um, you know, again, I think when your first three scorers, this is from Illinois, uh, your first three leading scorers are all guys that come from uh, – uh, the the, um, the 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 portal, you're going to have a hard time creating that chemistry. You're going to have a hard time getting everybody on the same page. They got great talent, but they haven't been together long enough for Brad Underwood to really work his magic. And, and yet, if Terrence Shannon Jr. gets on a on a roll, yeah. and if he's feeling it on any given night, he can carry Illinois over almost anybody. That was such a weird game to watch because I'm telling you that that headbutt ruined that game it, it really had an impact it was crazy that it did but it did once that happened i i don't know I, I don't know how but that pretty much ended the game it was just this incredible momentum switch all right 312-644-6767 it's molly and on the score final ticks eps won't matter but it does go and that'll do it. Penn State, might that be the one that gets them into the dance? Sure think so. 79-76, and the lower seed strikes again. The 10-seeded Nittany Lions down the 7th-seeded Illinois Fighting Illini. 
Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. That is the uh, the Illini bowing out of the Big Ten tournament. They still will make the NCAA, should make the NCAA. Oh, yeah, they're, they're in. Yeah. They're staring at an eight or a nine seed, you would think. Yes. They're going to probably have a tough challenge in the first round and then get the uh, opportunity maybe to play the number one seed in the second round, and we'll see how long their tournament experience lasts. Could be a game, could be a weekend, could be longer. What's If they get it going, you never know. Skeptical based on how they played yesterday because it reminded you of how maddeningly inconsistent they can be. So their season, the regular season, comes to an end. DePaul's season overall comes to an end last night, about within you know half hour of each other. DePaul led Xavier by 13 points in the second half at the Big East Tournament in New York City. They lose to Xavier, and they bow out. So now DePaul season is over. Illinois will have to wait until Sunday to find out where their season goes next. And today we get some good games at the United Center. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun. Um, and I, I've been loving watching these games because it really sets up what should be a wide-open NCAA tournament. It really sets up sort of a precursor to what we're expecting when the games really count. And, you know, these games count. It's important to win your conference. There's, you know, an automatic bid involved. It's also going to raise your uh, your level uh, in the tournament. It's going to give you, you know, Purdue has the possibility of being a number one overall seed. There, there are a lot of positives to come out of it, but maybe the best thing is just kind of practicing for what's going to happen when you really hit the survive and advance portion of the program. Yeah, that's uh, something to uh, look forward to. I, I, on Selection Sunday, I'm wondering what the overall theme will be in the takeaway because every year there seems to be a storyline that is down. Maybe this year will be the fact that there are so many teams out there that are capable of winning it. And there might be a list that's even longer than last year. I think there were probably 10 to 12 realistic possibilities on Selection Sunday back uh, a year ago. Could be even more than that. And you could make the argument for a lot of teams to, you know, and then when you consider the Final Four possibilities, there's going to be some team that gets it all together. Some mid-major might get on a roll. And uh, in, in, I think Dan was talking yesterday about Colgate. You, know, you have always a team that's in a, a mid-major, yeah. wins a conference, wins a tournament, and has older players, mature players who have been together for several years that can combat maybe the talent disparity because they are you know, in sync, unlike a team whereas Illinois has only had one season together, even though they might have more superior individual talent. Getting it to work together is not as easy as it sounds. No, it, it isn't, but it is um... – a requirement. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. This is going to be as wide open a tournament as we've seen in a long time. And I'm wondering if that's that's actually true. I think this is going to be different named good teams. And I don't know that the best teams are going to play to form. And I don't know that teams that have been at the top all year long are going to be the teams that dominate this tournament. I would suspect that's the case. But they're not the blue blood names that we're used to. No, I don't think so. I think that's well. Even though I say that, then in one breath and in the other, I remember. Don't forget UCLA. That's right. a blue blooded program right. that looks like Final oh, yeah. Four capability. No question. Even though your Tar Heels are not going to be necessarily in it, 
Um, that's that's a remarkable drop as well. But yeah, so UCLA is a blue blood that you think could be a Final Four contender. Houston with, with Kelvin Sampson, well coached. They have tournament experience, and I don't know how to classify them because you don't think of them as a blue blood, but certainly they're back into the into the. Uh, we're, we're thinking of them as a, a powerhouse because of what he's done with that program, and they could be a team you could see back in the Final Four. So then you have other teams that m- could sneak up on everybody and and just be a surprise, maybe a St. Mary's, maybe somebody like that emerges. Those are always the fun stories to see where, where uh, you know, who's going to be that team this year. St. Mary's, that's good. That's a good call. They got a good coach, and they they had a good season. Where are they ranked? They're pretty high. Um, they are, uh, probably, you know, going to be a six, seven seed, perhaps. I mean, it's different projections. They've had, they're 14 and two, 26 and seven overall. They're just behind Gonzaga in their conference. They're always going to be just behind Gonzaga. And you wonder about the strength of that conference overall, but it's a team you don't want to discount. I like, um, I really like West coast, David, you kind of embracing college basketball. I wasn't as happy about East Coast well, David. Which am I? Am I New is, Jersey David well, or, or am I, I West I'm Coast guy? L.A. David is, appeals okay. to me more than New Jersey L.A. David. David, West Coast David, a little bit more cool and relaxed and calm when I'm debating what I'm, who I'm going to pick. And then, you know, hey, give me give me some time. New Jersey David is like, all right, get, where? I, I'm already, I'm just going to jump to conclusions. Get out of my way. I'm going to be irrational here. You guys back off. I'm in a hurry. That's Southside, David. That's Southside. All right. Great stuff as always. Uh, I guess uh, Jerry Palm has St. Mary's as the sixth seed. Does he? Yeah, that's pretty high. So we'll see. It should be pretty good. His uh, Where does he have Purdue? I'm um, curious. I haven't checked that out because he is a Purdue guy. And he's not afraid to, to remind you of that. And I think he does a great job of remaining objective and knowing – that because uh, he he's one of those guys that every year about this time gets about two hours of sleep a night and is reconfiguring his bracket and his his last four in the tournament Mississippi State Utah State Nevada and Rutgers you must be delighted his last four out Arizona State Oklahoma State North Carolina and Clemson and he has uh, Penn State as a 10 seed. That makes it uh, – that's about right for Penn State. Yep. Nevada is one of those teams we talk about. Mid-majors, some tournament experience. You know, Steve Alford is the coach there now. He's, he knows him. what it's like to be, you know, to, to, to coach in March. <laughs> so they're a team that uh, right on the bubble. Schoolboy legend, Steve Alford, to you, sir. All right, we've got uh, we got a lot more to get to. The Cubs and the Sox are playing today. Maybe oh, yeah. we should discuss a little bit. By the way, baseball. It's Mully and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.